Oh, can we keep that going for just another moment today? God, you're worthy. You're good, Lord. Oh, we praise you, God. We thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for your mercy. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Good morning, everybody. Welcome out to service. Well, my goodness. Y'all wake yet? I ain't going to let y'all get out of your pew today, but at least look at two or three people and wave at them. Say, praise the Lord. Tell them you're glad to see them. Tell them they look good if it's the truth. If you don't, just keep your mouth quiet. We're going to open service with prayer today. We know that there's a lot of different needs. Um, we know the, the Pontius family recently lost um, Brother Steve. It was, it was his father. We know that there's a couple other things, a couple other illnesses that are going on there. We have quite a few out uh, this week. They're, they're running around in vacation and all those other different modes that they're doing stuff. And we have a lot of needs here too, don't we? I, tr- I truly believe we do. Um, if you're comfortable with it and you have a need, you can signify it by the reason of the hand. If you're even more comfortable and you want to tell somebody around you, let them agree with you today. Amen? Because I believe that if we, when we take things to God, He knows and He'll work in them. And it might not look. I know I say it all the time because it never looks the way you think it's going to look. It's not going to work out the way you think it's going to work out, but it's going to work out the best way possible. If you trust God in it, amen. Let's pray today. Heavenly Father, we love you. Oh God, we're so thankful, Lord Jesus, for your spirit that we feel in this place. God, we thank you for the freedom to come and to praise and to worship you, God. God, to worship you in spirit and in truth. God, we ask that you would have your way today, Lord, that you touch the singers, God, and the musicians. God, I pray that you would touch every ear, God, every mind and every heart. God, I ask that you would touch every family, Lord God, that's represented in this place today. God, speak your word today, Lord, and let us hear it, God, and let us act upon it. God, I pray that you would touch the Pontius family, Lord, that you would, God, give them peace, Heavenly Father, God, that you would give them comfort, Lord Jesus. Let them know, God, that you're there, oh God, and that you love them. God, I ask that you would, God, that you would work in every need that was signified today, God, whether it was a hand, whether it was spoken, Lord God. God, whether it was whispered, God, just to you. God, work, Lord God, in those needs. Let everything, God, that we do be acceptable, God, and honoring to you, Lord Jesus. God, I pray that you would have your way in this service today. Oh, God, not what we want. God, not what we want, God, but what you would have done. Let your spirit fall in this house, God. Let it flow, Lord. God, I pray, Heavenly Father, that people, Lord Jesus, would Thank you, Jesus. Let us be sensitive to you today, God. Whatever you would have done. God, if someone needs baptized, let them them be baptized today. If somebody needs to receive your spirit, God, let them receive it today. Let's not put off for tomorrow, God, what should be done today. Oh, God, just have your way in this place. God, we'll give you all the praise and all the honor and all the glory today. Oh, I love you, Jesus. I thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Can you raise your hands today? He's here. He hears you and he knows you. Just like we spoke, he knows every thought. He knows even the hidden things in your heart. He knows you more than, he knows you better than you know yourself. And he loves you so much today. He just wants to be there with you. 
He wants to commune with you today. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I thank you, my God. I love you, Lord. Can you just tell him that today? I love you, Jesus. I love you, Lord. Have your way, God, in this house today. Move, God, as you see fit. God, I pray that a boldness would come over. God, let us realize who we are, God. Oh, I thank you, Jesus. Woo, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, my God. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Woo, thank you, Lord. If you expect, he will meet it. Can I tell you that? If you come with the right expectation of God, he will meet your expectation or exceed it. You just got to expect it. It doesn't matter who's up here preaching. It doesn't matter who's up here singing. It doesn't matter who's playing the drums or the piano. We don't do it for this. We do it for him. And he's here. Set your expectations. Set your expectations. If I could have a couple ushers come up, we're going to go ahead and take up our tithes and our offering today, and I'm going to get out of the way. The only announcement that I have, I ain't got a piece of paper up here, but invite somebody out for Sunday, amen? I'm doing offering. My wife always tells me what to do. My goodness. Bless it, Lord. Let's pray over our offering today. Heavenly Father, we love you. God, we come to you once again. Lord, we ask that you would bless this offering. God, multiply it and use it for your purpose, Lord. We love you, and we ask it in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Bring your tithes and your offerings up today and praise and worship with our worship team.
it, you're working. And even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop working. Even when I don't see it, you're working. And even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop working. Even when I don't see it, you're working.
can keep it in your pew. He wants to give you freedom. It doesn't matter what you're going through. It doesn't matter who's hurt you. It doesn't matter how low you feel. He can set you free today. And it's about him. It's not about you. So won't you take that time? We're going to sing no more shackles again. And if you need something from God, this is your chance to get it this morning. Oh, let him renew you today. No more shackles. No more chains. Shout hallelujah. Come on, let's lift up the highest pray. Hallelujah. No more shackles. Hallelujah. Amen, amen. Devils always like to shackle us, keep us bound. Amen. One way or another in our minds. Amen. And the things that God has promised us tries to keep those from us. I was thinking here just a few weeks, not that far down the road, we're going to be celebrating our independence as a nation, the freedom, amen, that we enjoy has paid a heavy price to some, amen. In the church, just being able to assemble together in freedom, there's been many that has paid the price over the years. Come on, let's lift our hands all over this place. Let's be thankful today. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. God, thank you, Jesus. Come on, that's it. From your spirit, from your heart. Hallelujah, Jesus. Release those that are bound, God, in shackles. God, loosen, Lord God, those around us today, Jesus. God, set free, Lord. Let the joy of the Lord be our strength today. 
Amen, 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 amen. Thank you. You can be seated. Good to be with you today. Amen. Well, I don't know if Sister Rexanne is sad, happy, but I know her thoughts are moving on to the next one to get out of the house. Already out? Okay. Still connected, though? Yeah. No, uh, man. Brother Gabe and Sister Megan finally tied the knot, finally got married yesterday. Amen. It was a beautiful day out, actually. Worked out really well. But after the ceremony, while we're in the reception, uh, the rain started. So uh, everything worked out great and uh, excited for them. Um, Brother Steve and his family were there, and I'm, I know they have some in, so I'm sure they're together today, several on vacation, several on trips. Uh, just so that you know, uh, Brother West and I and Sister Michelle and Sister Laura, we met a few weeks ago and was talking about the things of God and what, amen, the future holds, and uh, they've been doing a great job, especially uh, since uh, I've been out of pocket with this uh, surgery, but uh, awesome job. But uh, asked to take the month of June. Of course, their vacations in this month to kind of, kind of relax and do some things and try to do some visitation and stuff. So, Amen. Just keep them in your prayers. Uh, they'll be back here this week. But just keep them in your prayers and uh, pray that God's will be done. Amen. That's all that we're looking for is the will of God. Amen. Amen. I appreciate appreciate you being here today. Amen. The sun looks like it's shining out there. How many's ready for a heat wave? I'm not talking about you old people with arthritis. I'm talking about how many's ready for the hot hundred degree days. I'm ready. I'm ready for some heat wave. Amen. Amen. I just pray that the drywallers get done with my drywall. My house got our house a mess, but uh, amen. It's it's coming on. Hopefully this week will be done, but uh, hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. Amen. Grab your Bibles. We're going to get into the Word of the Lord. I feel the Spirit of the Lord here today. The Ty did a great job this morning in our class. Amen. Freedom. You'd almost think today was the 4th of July, talking so much about freedom and truth and being set free, but uh, appreciate that. And uh, I will say this. The Lord knows how to confirm. When you talk to somebody through the week and you talk to some folks through the week and you say some very specific things like a half-truth is still a lie and then the preacher gets up and says those very words, I just want you to know I didn't tell him. Anybody ever had to tell someone half-truth is still a lie? Amen. That was good. That was good. Acts chapter 27. Acts chapter 27. We're going to read verses 20 through 26, and then we're going to drop down and read verses 30 through 32. Amen. Acts chapter 27, picking up at verse number 20. Found us, amen. And when neither the sun nor the stars in many days appeared, and no small tempest lay on us, all hope that we should be saved was then taken away. Man, how somber of a statement is that? Verse 21, 
But after a long abstinence, for Paul stood forth in the midst of them and said, Sirs, you should have hearkened unto me and not have loosed from Crete, and to have gained, uh, and to have gained this harm and loss. Notice what he's saying, verse 22. He said, Now I exhort you to be of good cheer. There shall be no loss of any man's life among you, but of the ship. For there stood by me this night the angel of God, whom I am and whom I serve. Notice what he's saying. And the angel said, verse 24, Fear not, Paul, thou must be brought before Caesar. And lo, God hath given thee all them that sail with thee. Thank the Lord, a man of God was on board. Wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer, for I believe God that it shall be even as it was told me. Verse 26, howbeit we must be cast upon a certain island. Dropping down to verse number 30. And as the shipmen were about to flee out of the ship, when they had let down the boat into the sea, under color as though they would have cast anchors out of the foreship. Verse 3, when Paul said unto the centurion and to the soldiers, except these abide in the ship, ye cannot be saved. Verse 32, then the soldiers cut the ropes off the boat and let her fall off. I want to draw from verse number 22 where the Apostle Paul says, be of good cheer. Look at your neighbor and say, be of good cheer. The title today is Fear Not the Storm. Amen. Fear Not the Storm. Thank you. You could be seated. Fear Not the Storm. It's obvious to me, I don't know if it is to you, but man, there's a storm. There's a storm in the church, there's a storm in our community. There's a storm in our nation that's taking place. And I believe it's not something that just happens, but I believe sometimes we create our own storms. Can I get a big amen? <laughs> we do. And there's times when things happen. You can't, con I, I've learned a long time ago, I can't control somebody else. What they decide to do, they decide to do. If it makes them look good, it makes them look good. It makes them look bad, it makes them look bad. That's just life. But one thing I have learned is to trust God and to believe God and to be of good cheer. I believe the Lord has spoken and let us know, amen, if we'll trust Him, He'll take care of us. How many believe that He said He will never leave you nor forsake you? How many hold true to that? How many's found that to be true? Amen, a lot of times. Now, when reading this, I want to say this, of course, it's easy to say, you know, right now, reading this text, it's easy to say, and just reading it, you know, because we read an angel of God uh, stood by Paul and stood by him and, and said, fear not. It's easy to read that, and wow, e easy to believe now. But understand what was going on. There was a, a great storm taking place. The ship was being beat to death. Matter of fact, a few verses back, if you go back to put up verse number 14, a few verses back you find it's called a Eurocladon, and that is a very strong, very strong wind, 
like a typhoon that causes the wave to be like a typhoon that was beating on that ship. And while this was going on, paint, listen, paint this picture in your mind. While this was going on, an angel of the Lord appeared to, to uh, Paul and said, fear not. It's easy to not fear when you're thinking for somebody else. But when you're in the middle of it, it's hard not to look around and get a little scared or concerned. Look at it. When the, the Eurachlodon begin to hit them, it's beating on you. It's hard not to fear. It's hard not to question. Hard not to wonder. What am I doing here? Think about it. Because when you look it up, it means a violent agitation. In other words, this, this wind was blowing the water to where it was almost like the boat was in a washing machine. Being agitated, kicked around. Literally a strong southeastern wind that caused a great wave, a typhoon. It was very treacherous. Understand what was going on. Because sometimes it's easy to read about fear not, be of good cheer. It's hard to see those things. But you have to understand, the Apostle Paul was there with these others. And his life was in jeopardy just like everybody else. Come on, when the church is going through a storm, we're all in jeopardy. Come on, when there's something happening, amen, that's very treacherous, amen, that's very tough, we're all in the boat. It ain't just you or it ain't just me. I said it Wednesday night, Sister Laura and I, we could could have ourselves a pity party about a lot of things of life. But you got to serve God for God and who God is. And I'm like Paul, I believe God. I believe him. But the tie said it today. We lie. It ain't ain't nothing for a lot of us to tell half-truths or lie. But I believe God, when God speaks, you've got to hold to what he says. And so Paul, hearing from this angel from the Lord, in the midst of all that chaos, you know what? I say, thank God there was a man of God on board in that ship. There would have been a lot of life lost if it wasn't for Paul being a prisoner on that ship. Think about that. Let that let that process. And then the man of God, like it was in the Old Testament days when Elijah came, hey, you're, everybody's dying in famine. Fix me a cake. That little leftover you got left over. Fix it for me. Nothing like the preacher getting up and saying, hey, don't worry about it. Just take care of me. Hey, don't worry about it. Be a good cheer. It's all right. Dude, have you looked around? Because the Bible says that Paul was gone for quite a while. After a long absence, he was, I believe he's probably praying. Or he might have been like Jesus. He might have been asleep through it all. Think about it. And some of us, and I'm going to say this, some of us, as soon as some little wind starts kicking up, ah, we get all worked up. As soon as some little storm starts brewing up, amen, about the size of a man's hand, which is a big thing if you're on a mountaintop looking, we get all bent out of shape. 
if the boat starts rocking. I'm saying we've got to put ourselves there. Because when we read stuff like this, it's easy just to pass it off as be well. That's awesome. But I mean, I'm sure there's some of them, when he stepped out, I'm sure someone looked at him and said, Look around, preacher. You're not in the world I'm in. Look at your neighbor and say, Storms of life are for real. They're for real. Oh, in fact, in the storms, that to, to, and I'm, I say today's life, and it's not a throwback to things were just as tough back in my dad's day growing up, but in today's life, especially in the system that we're living in, because as we're funneling down to the last days, and we say it so easily and so casually, I believe we're living in the last days, I believe Jesus is soon to come, then we need to start processing it like it's truth. Living it like it's true. True. Because the storms of today's life, the things that it brings, God may have seen far, far, seem like he's far, far away from us. I don't know about you, but recently in the last several months, I've... I've walked around my house. I've walked in my barn. I've been on my knees. I, I know my cows have heard my prayers. I know all these. Lord, where are you at? What's going on? The ship is being beat to death. There's things happening. People are scared. There's fear. There's lives at stake. There's things in jeopardy. And more importantly, guess what? If the boat don't stay together, if we don't stay as one, guess what? Others will be affected. It ain't just about who's on this ship. Amen. What about the families? What about the others? Off in the distance. Think about it. Lord, where are you at? You seem so far away. Let me say it this way. I don't know how many times we've looked at ourselves drinking coffee. You enjoying this? No one enjoys the journey, the trip of suffering, wondering, battling, seeing the waves. But no one enjoys the trip, but the journey of suffering. I want you to get this. <coughs> the journey of suffering is not your enemy. That's not our enemy. It is built into our life. These things happen. We have storm. Everybody will have a storm in their life one way or sometime or another. They're built into our life. Why? To provide resistance. To teach us, just like our immune system in our body, there's things that attack us to help our immune system be stronger. Spiritually, we go through storms and you go through battles, hopefully to make you stronger, to help you to learn how to resist and to fight off. It's built into us to provide and the struggle against it actually is there to serve, watch this, smile, to make us better. 
I mean, I tell Sister Charlotte, I, mean, I don't know how this can get much better. But it, oh, it can. Because you're just looking on the outside. Don't let that fool you. This may look good. This may look good, but on the outside, but on the inside, oh Lord. A raging Arachlodon is agitating me to death. Come on, I'm I'm speaking life to us. We can sit around and mope and moan and we can feel entitled about things, but that's not what God's will is. I'm not entitled to my next breath. Come on, I'm not entitled to anything. But what God has given and what God is doing and what God has started, I'm like Paul, I'm confident he's able to finish it. Watch, watch. Romans chapter 8, verse 28. The go-to scripture. My dad was given this a lot when he was going through the Arachlodon with my brother going to prison and all the things that were it back in the day I remember and we know that all things work together for good look at your neighbor and say good now here's where it starts getting a little bit tricky to them that love God come on if you don't love God enough guess what you're going to jump out of the boat you're going to think about yourself. You're going to look out for me. To them that love God and to them who are called according to his purpose. Thank God Paul was on that ship because he was according to God's purpose. He was there. He was put there for a reason as a prisoner. Now, Paul's not saying that all things are good. He's not saying that. It's not the interpretation. But that in the mix of it all, this is what we learn. In the mix of everything that goes on, both good and bad, simply it will work together to produce good results in our lives if we love the Lord. You love God, whatever you're going through, whatever storm you're battling, whatever whatever's raging in your life, get this and know this. This is what God wants us to hear today. Amen. Know, amen, that it's something good in your life to make you better. If nothing else, to ferret out the things, amen, that needs to get out of your life. If it's fear, if it's doubt, come on, if it's bitterness, God needs to get it out, root it out. That's why the storm's there. Because I even finally told the Lord, Lord, I realize, I recognize, I've had it too good for too long. I deserve something. No, I mean, (laughs) that's our flesh. But it's good stuff, even when it's bad stuff, if we love God. Brother Ty said it this morning, I can make a mistake and it may be, may be hideous, may be horrible. But if it's ignorance, God knows my heart if I'm just trying to do the right thing. I've got a son that tried to do the right thing, and he's paid a dear price. 
dear price. And in that dear price, a lot of others have paid. It's tough every day to fathom and think all you wanted to do was put out there, amen, something that you wanted to make right. When that happens, the devil will siege every moment he can to cause the whole ship to go into chaos and turmoil. Paul's not saying all these things are good. He's just saying, listen, this is what happens. If we love God according to his purpose, God has a purpose in fixing us and helping us. What was the purpose that he was doing there? To stay in the ship and remain committed. What did he tell them? Because the first instinct, and this is what happens, and you can look around and see, and you can make your own judgments. When the first instinct, when something happens, jump ship, save myself. I'm going to get out while the getting's good. They let down the boat. Was going to, they were going to bail. Look what happened. Paul said, no, that's not what God said. God said we must abide in the ship. And he said, but I want you to know, nobody's going to lose their life. You get out on your own, you're in trouble. Why? Not because of what Paul, not because of what was going on, because of what God said. Like you did in the garden. God said it. When God says it, what do you expect? Listen, when God says it, what do you want from him? I want to feel good all the time. I don't. Mentally, physically, spiritually. I want to all 24-7. It don't happen. Well, I'm just going to get mad at God. No. He said that's life. He said there's good and bad that's going to come in your life. And you've got to understand you're going to take the bad and make it worse or you're going to take a bad and make something good out of it. <laughs> Stay in the ship. Because on this journey, on this trip, and, and, and let me say it this way. Look at me. We need to stop moaning about the small stuff. Whining about the goofy stuff. Paul had ever, anybody in here been beaten because of what you believe? Get that for me, will you? Somebody's calling in to say they've been beaten. Look at it. Paul had every human right to be bitter. He's on a ship. He's a prisoner. And he'd been beaten already. He'd been humiliated already. He'd been persecuted already. He'd been talked about already. And here he is on a ship taking a man captive. And he had to go before Nero. It was told he had to go before Nero. The emperor. He knew, hey, I know I'm going to get there. About the rest of y'all. Think about it. If anybody, Paul had every human right to be bitter. He'd already had everything happen to him that could happen. He'd been rejected, been denied, personally persecuted. Now he's a prisoner. Now that sets the next tone. Think about this. Because Paul's example is amazing, isn't it? 
His example of being able to take things is amazing. I think, man. And there's times I've, you know, Lord, I, I need to be more like Paul. Thick skin. I need to be tougher. Because whatever the situation Paul found himself in, read, read. Most of the New Testament. Whatever Paul finds himself in, whatever situation, you don't see him whining and crying and carrying on. What do you see him doing? He focuses more on God. He's got the ability to focus on God even more when he's persecuted. Even more when he's being beaten. Even more as a prisoner. Woo! That's why he can say, I press toward the mark. I didn't give up. I keep on pressing. I don't let down. I don't back up. I don't take my ball and go home. He said, I stand up and I press ahead. Why? Because it's a God thing. It's about God. It's about the Lord. He knew where the Lord had brought. Boy, did he. Knew where the Lord had brought him from. Knew. It's amazing how he can maintain his focus on God. Put up chapter 27, verse 10. Sirs, I perceive, it tears me up how Paul, sirs, I perceive, instead of saying, hey, you, you, you bunch of fools, I'm going to tell you something. Because understand it, understand it, because he said, I perceive that this voyage will be, what? With hurt and much damage, not only of the what? Lading of the ship but also our lives. He, he warned them. No, this is before. He warned them ahead of time. Don't go. Don't do it. But you know what? Like people in the world, and they view the church and the world, they'll listen to the world, but they won't listen to the church. They'll listen to the world, but they won't listen to the man of God. Why? Because Paul wasn't a sailor. He didn't have the credentials to tell them about. Because when they looked at him, they didn't see him as a sailor or as someone that commanded a boat. Who do you think you are? You don't know nothing about this stuff. You're a convict. You're a prisoner. Look at it. He cautioned them before the storm ever appeared. He let them know. God already had given Paul clear Directive. He'd already let him know not to proceed. I ain't nobody. I'm just a prisoner, but I'm telling you right now, there's trouble ahead. And so Julius was a centurion who was in charge of getting Paul from point A to point B, the guard, the soldier. <laughs> he goes, I'm sure, he goes to the owner of the boat. Hey, this prisoner says, uh, we probably shouldn't say it. And I'm sure the owner of the boat has some experience. I'm, if he didn't, I'm sure he asked the master, the captain, what do you think? Looks smooth out there to me. You see, there's people that always know how to plow their own path for a minute. And then when they get out there and get in trouble, many of them won't, won't, won't admit it. 
They'll just soon jump and abandon and go than to do the right thing. So Julius comes back and says, you know what? Hey, listen, Paul, you know, we've got a little favor going here. I mean, I, but he says, I, we got to go. We're going. Think about it. Now, after consulting, after doing whatever he probably needed to do. Because this prisoner, listen to me, I'm talking to you. Because the devil's tried to convince people that you don't have a voice. What God has given you, what God's doing for you, you better step up and realize. Because Paul seems like the least likely person to give them advice about navigating a boat, a ship. But God. Somebody say, but God. Now let me point this out. Again, thank God Paul was on that ship, on that journey. Put up verse 15, 27, 15. Because here's what happened. They went ahead. The ship got off course. And when the ship was caught and could not bear up into the wind, we let her drift. They let her go. They couldn't steer it. They couldn't keep it. They couldn't navigate it. They just let it go where it would go. What does that remind you of? There's some today, amen, get in, get a little taste of something, get a little feel of something, think they know it all, and they're gone. Out there just drifting around. Whatever wind blows, blows. Matter of fact, there's scripture that tells you. That's what's going to happen with some. They chase after. Think about this. There's a, there's a whole lot in this little story. The ship got off course. Sometimes the winds just have to blow. Look at your neighbor and say, just got to let her go. I've learned a long time ago, sometimes you just got to let things go. Let the wind blow. Let it blow. Because it will. It's, it will. It'll just happen. That's part of it. The wave will carry. It'll, it'll move things out. Look at verse 21. But after a long absence, the Bible says Paul shows up and he stands up. Now watch. He's a prisoner. Chaos. Only, he steps up after a while. I don't know if he's in prayer. I don't know if he's asleep. I don't know what. The, but he steps up and, and he, look, he takes charge. Listen, I'm going to talk to some of you passive Christians. You better take some charge in your family. You better take some charge in your own life. You better take some charge of the things that are around you or they'll consume you with God. He stood up and took charge. Hey, look at here. Look what he did. He said, now get this. Yes, yes. Look what he did. He spoke and he took charge. And he stands and he says, because this is something for all of us to get. In the midst of a treacherous storm. I don't care. Listen, I I do care. I don't care what you're going through. God can still speak in that mess. In the midst of a treacherous storm, we can hear the voice of God if we're willing to listen. Come on. Because at this moment, they didn't take the advice of Paul. We're going. Now, we're in a mess. Hey, wait a minute. What you got to say? I 
had an angel of God come to me and tell me everything's going to be all right. We're going to the, the ship's going to get beat up. We're going to have some problems, but nobody's going to lose their life if they stay on board. If they don't stay on board, they'll lose their life. That's just like the enemy in the garden. Amen. It may look like life will go on for some people because they've left the church. But I'm here to tell you, amen, that's not life. Amen. That's not serving God. That's not being in the will of God. God says, listen, when I put a storm in your life, you've got to understand, I'm trying to get you somewhere. And I will get you there regardless of what happens. Rest y'all is one thing, but Paul, you're going there. You're going to get, you're going to, get to the emperor because you're going to testify. And it's going to be recorded. And it's going to be preached for years and years and years and years. Remember? He got to testify and got to talk about how God changed his life. Who was it almost got persuaded? Who uh, almost? You almost persuade me to be a Christian. Almost don't get it. If they almost would have listened, they wouldn't have made it. Go ahead and come to music. Don't fear the storm. Come on, it may look bad, it may be rough. Don't don't be don't listen, don't get all worked up. Don't get nervous. Be of good cheer. If you believe God, that's what Paul said. He said, I believe what I was told. I believe it. I believe the word of God. I believe the messenger. I believe the message. The problem is, church, listen, we're trying to do things on our own. And God says, it's got to stop. You've got to follow me. Come on, you've got to follow Christ. You've got to follow the leading of the Lord. How does that happen? Amen. There's a man of God. There's someone that's trying to preach to you and trying to give you a message and trying to tell you, amen, stay in the ship. Stay on board. Stay committed. And God's going to bless you. God's going to heal you. God's going to deliver you. Stay with him. Acts chapter 27, verse 44. Throw that up there if you will. Julius, you know, Paul had this knack about finding favor. There's some people, man, no matter where they go, what they do, they can just find favor. Just the hand of God. Julius, Paul found favor with his, his guard, his soldier, his centurion. His name was Julius. And now, because, Paul, listen, to, look. Because Paul spoke up before, said there's going to be some problems. He went and maybe tried to do something about it and found out he couldn't. But now, Paul says, I've heard from an angel of God. Here's what's got to be done. And now Julius, he was convinced by Paul's influence and he realized and it what it did, what it did, it caused others to be saved. I wish some people get this. Your life matters, and what you're doing in the face and in front of other people means so much more than what you realize. And it caused a lot of people's lives to be saved because Julius kept the soldiers 
from killing the prisoners because the ship was going down and their mindset was listen I've got to at least kill these prisoners because we're not going to get them there we've got to kill them or our life's going to be in jeopardy with the leader and it would have happened but he kept the soldiers from killing the prisoners because he desired look at me to save Paul I've got to make sure all this, i got to make sure he gets there. Come on, will you close your eyes? Would you begin to meditate right now? Verse 44, and the rest, some on boards, some on broken pieces of the ship, they all escaped safely to land. Come on, see this? See this? They all made it like the angel of God said. I don't know what peace, I don't know what's holding you up. Come on, in your storm. I don't know what's keeping you floating in your storm. But then again, I guess I do. It's your obedience. It's your trust. Come on, at some point, you must be trusting God. I don't know what, I don't know how, but I believe God. Like Paul said, I believe God. And now, oh, I feel this, I feel this in my spirit. And now, you can influence others by how you respond those negative things in your life, those storms, that treacherous wind that's blowing in your ear. It's messing up your livelihood. Come on. Come on, begin to pray. Fear not the storm. Come on, God, I, re I realize. I believe, the, I believe the message today, Jesus. I believe the man of God is telling me, Lord, be of good cheer. Don't fear the storm. Whatever's happening is to make everything better some way. Somebody will testify. Come on. Somebody will testify of what I went through. Come on. Come on, church. Pray, pray. Come on, there's there's multitudes right now. Come on, there's many on board the ship that's the ship's being tossed to and fro, being agitated. Hallelujah. God says, I got this. Trust me. Oh, Fear not. Oh, Lord. Come on. Sometimes we just want to say, Lord, you know what you're asking? Of course he does. Do you know how hard it is? Of course he does. They spit on him. They beat him. They mocked him. They were in his corner for about a few days. And then they said, crucify him. Come on. 
God says, be of good cheer. I'm not telling you you got to like what's happening. I'm just telling you, don't fear the storm. Come on. You want to make your way forward today? Come on. Ministry elders, make yourself available here. Somebody want prayer before you leave? Come on. I don't care if it's for depression. I don't care if it's for disease. I don't care if it's for a different mindset, whatever it is. Come on. We're going to get back to having prayer.